Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Shmos. While there are no mitzvos of the Tariag in Parshas Shmos, Parshas Shmos in this Sefer, which the Ramban calls Sefer HaGeula, the Book of Our Redemption, because we have, beginning in this week's Parsha, the servitude in Mitzrayim, the fulfillment of that which Hashem said to Avraham at the Bris Ben Absarim, chapter 15 in Bereshis, that that your children are going to be strangers in a land which is not theirs. They're going to be enslaved. And they're going to be persecuted. For 400 years, and we know that we were able to uh, literally do this entire servitude in 210 years. So in this book comes, one, the servitude, two, in Parshas, Bo and Bishalach, the actual Yitzias Mitzrayim, and in, uh, after that in Yisro, we have the Aseris Hadibros, and finally at the end of the book, the Ramban says the building of the Mishkan, because that brought back Hashem's Shechina, his presence to the Jewish people, as it was with here on earth with Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, and that is our complete Ka'ula. Interestingly, the Bahag refers to this Sefer, Sefer Shmos, as Sefer Sheni, the second book of the Torah. Namely, that the first book, which is the Sefer Yitzira, the creation of the world, and the creation of the Jewish people, but we were through Vayechi seeing the formation of the Jewish family. From the Jewish family of 70 that came down to Egypt, we go in the book of Shmos to the Yetzira, the formation of the Jewish nation. And that's why Ve'ele. And this is the continuation in the second book of the first book of the Torah. Keeping that in mind, I'd like to build upon this concept of the second book being a continuation of the first in the following way. In chapter 3, in this week's parsha, we find Hashem encounters Moshe at the sneh, the burning bush. And we know what happens there. Hashem tells Moshe, I have heard, I'm ready to act, you are my man. Moshe, this is your tafkid, this is your mission now in life. How old is Moshe? Approximately 79 years old, when he is going to be taking them out uh, a year later at 80. So he's approaching his 80th birthday, and his tafkid is one, go to Mitzrayim negotiate with Paro. Two, take them out. Three, bring them to Sinai. Four, bring them to Eretz Yisrael. Wow, what a uh, tough kid, what a fantastic um, uh, mission Moshe is given for him to please God, fulfill as his purpose in life. What happens Hashem says, Moshe, you're my man. And Moshe's immediate response is, Mi 
Who am I that I shall represent the Jewish people? Hashem therefore says to him in the next verse, No, Zelochos, this shall be the sign that you are the person who will take the Jewish people out of Egypt, when you take them out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain, Ta'avdun, in 50 days, 50 days from the Exodus, will be Kabbalah Satora. That will vindicate, and that way you'll know that I am the one that's sending you, etc. Now watch. Zelcho'os, Rashi explains, that right now, Moshe asked, even if I am your man, what benefit, what schusim do the Jewish people have? And Hashem says, Moshe, you're right. But you know what? They will accept the Torah on this mountain. And in the merit of what they're going to do in the future, the future is going to vindicate the present. The future is going to have influence on the present, which is an amazing idea, which I hope we'll be able to return to. Think about it. We're familiar with every Shmona Esrei, we begin the Shmona Esrei with Avos, saying to Hashem, Zocher Chazdei Avos. He remembers that which those that came before us, their kindness, their chesed, and their observance of Torah mitzvos accrues for us benefit. But that's the past helping us in the present. That the future can help us? Wow! That only Hashem knows, and that, if you think about it, is the concept of tshuva. What does tshuva mean? Tshuva says, Hashem, don't look at me now the way I am. Look at me the way I aspire to be. Look at me the way I hopefully will be. And if I will fulfill and live up to my expectation, wow, the way I'm going to be in the future, Hashem should look upon and judge me now. This is one way really according to Rashi, of Zelochos. I'd like to share with you, however, the Meshachachma. And the Meshachachma says that when Moshe says, Miani, who am I? Hashem says to him, Zeh, this very Midah, your very attribute of Anivus, of humility, this for you is going to be the factor enabling you to fulfill your mission. Moshe, what is your greatness? So, I would have thought when the Torah has to list the greatness of Moshe, it would have described him in terms of, as we know from this week's parsha, his altruism, his going out and helping the needy, his feeling for the slaves, the Torah in Parshas Baaloscha, Vioish Moshe, Onov Maod, Mikolo Adam, Asher Adama. Moshe is singled out for his humility. Moshe is singled out for his ability to literally put himself, quote, second, not at the epicenter of the world, but by putting God at the center of the world. That is the greatness of Moshe, because the more you're able to lessen your importance in your own eyes, but bring Hashem in, you're going to have greater Hashkocha Pratis, divine uh, providence. And therefore, I'd like to suggest as follows, that just as in the book 
of Bereshis, the Rambam was teaching us again and again. Ma'aseyovos simon lebanim. What happens in Bereshis is really a portent of what's going to happen in the future for the Jewish people. I'd like to suggest that in chapter 3 of this week's parasha, when we read about Hashem and Moshe encountering Hashem, stop, take out Moshe's name, and put in your name. Each and every Jew is to see their own self having that individual encounter with Hashem. And while Moshe was told precisely what his mission is, we don't know what our mission is. However, in order to best fulfill what our mission is, we have to be like Moshe. What does that mean? Mi onochi. We have to have and work on our humility. And by so doing, we will have greater success in life. Now, you can ask yourself the obvious question. How could it be that Moshe, who was the only one who spoke to Hashem, ponim el ponim, literally face to face as two humans would speak one to another, no other human being ever had that experience, how could he be the most modest man? And certainly on one level, the answer is because the more you know, the more you know that you don't know. And that was what Moshe was able to focus on, that which he doesn't know. And therefore, he was able to have this great anava. The Rambam writes in chapter 5 of Hilchos Tshuva, a person dare not believe that when they are born, it's already determined from the time of his birth what kind of an individual is he going to be? Is he going to be a tzaddik or a rasha? Good or bad? No, says the Ramam Eina Dovrakain. Ela kol adam, chapter 5, halacha 2. Kol adam, each person. Ra'ui lo is fitting and able. Leos tzaddik kemoshe rabbeinu. When the Torah says lo kam kemoshe od, there never was, there never will be another person like Moshe, it means as far as prophecy is concerned. But just as Moshe fulfilled his potential, each and every one of us is called upon to try to actualize our potential as well. So, what does that mean? So I'd like to give you some reading, whereby go to the commentary of the Radak on the opening verse of the book of Yoshua. And there, Vayhi Acharei Mos Moshe, it was after Moshe passed, and who is Moshe? Says the first Pesach in Yoshua, Eber Hashem, the servant of God. There's the Radak on that verse. What does that mean? Eber Hashem. What does it mean that Moshe was the servant of Hashem? And I quote the Radak. Mi shesom kol kocho v'kavonoso v'chol hashkachosov Bashem Yisborach, a person who puts all his efforts, Fa'af bis'asko bi'inyonea olam, whatever you're involved in, whatever your vocation is, and you're not exactly sure what your tafkid is in this world, your tafkid is whatever you're doing, channel it towards God. And that's what is called an Ever Hashem. And that's what Moshe did. It was all cha- channeled his life 
by having Hashem at the center. I hope that all of us are going to get the vaccine whenever we're able to so do. After all, it is a mitzvah of Ushmartim Sechem. We are we have a responsibility to keep the body that Hashem gifted us healthy. We have a responsibility towards others in no way to God forbid impart any to be a carrier of sickness to others. Okay? When a person is privileged to get the vaccine, what should he say? So I'd like to send you and recommend that you take a look in Orachayim, Hilchos Brachos. This is the second volume of the Mishnah Brura, Simon, Kuf, Simon Reish Lamid, chapter 230, Halacha Dalid. The Mechaber writes, Hanichnas Lahakizdam, a person who's coming in for be it Hakozas Dam, or as the Mishnah Brura says, any kind of refua, any kind of healing, before the procedure, what should he say? May it be your will, Hashem Elokai, Shehei Eisek Zeli Refua. So Zayin Refua, you should say, Hashem, please let this be for Refua, Kirofei Chinam Ata, because you are the, literally, you are the true healer. And after, that's what you say before you get the vaccine, afterwards you say, Baruch Rofei Cholim. And what are you doing? You are bringing God very much into your life into the actual every day. What's an onav? One who learns from everybody. The Gemara in Sota teaches on Sota Daf Yud Beis Omer Aleph that Vayelech Ishmi Beis Levi in chapter 2 of this week's parsha that Amram, Moshe's father, when Paro decreed that all the male children should be thrown into the Nile, he divorced Yocheved and said, how dare I bring children into the world that will only be killed. And everybody followed him because the Gemara says he was the God of Ador. What does it mean to be an Anav, to learn from everybody, even a young child? He took rebuke from Miriam. And Miriam said to her father, Abba, what are you doing? Come on. After all, Para only decreed on the males, and you're decreeing on males and females. And Paro is only decreed for this world, and your decree is for this world and the next. And Paro, who's a Russia, perhaps his decree will be fulfilled, perhaps not. You're a tzaddik, and when you decree, it is fulfilled. And what did he do? Omad, he stood up. Herzir is Ishto, he took his wife back. Omdukulam, Herzir is Nishoseyem. To learn from everybody. Amram wasn't too proud to learn from his young daughter. The idea as we started will end. What does it mean that the future affects the present? You and I as individuals, we live and we focus on past, present, future. But to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's all one. It's only in the realm of Teva, in nature, that you have these three um, time frames. He, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is Lamalum and Ateva. If you look in the Beis HaMikdash, 
There were constant miracles, as we find in the fifth chapter of Avos. Why? The more Shechina that's there, the more Lamalu Menateva, the more you don't have these uh, guidelines of the strict nature. Similarly, if man is making himself like Moshe Rabbeinu and Eved Hashem, if man is focusing on not himself, as they say tongue-in-cheek, as found right before the Aserus Adibros in Vo'eschanan, says Moshe, Onolchi, I stood, I stood between you and God, meaning the Onolchi, a person's gaiva, a person's thinking too much of himself, that too often gets in the way of his personal and religious growth, which are to learn and from this week's parsha that when you work on yourself, listen to others, don't always think that I am right. And the idea is having that, quote, open mind and being willing to bring Hashem in all the more, being willing to then here too, you are bringing in more of HaKadosh Baruch Hu into your life and that will help you succeed in whatever tafkud you have, you're going to be able to succeed and do it better because you're going to have his Hashgacha Pratis. It's called Sefer Hasheni because what took place in the first book that Maisa Ovos Simon Lebanim is taking place in the second book as we read tomorrow. Moshe had his encounter with Hashem and I wish everybody there personal Hatzlacha with their encounter in Hashem. Shabbat Shalom to all.